One minute until showtime. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations. This is Kelly Fox. And we are talking the 12 steps to freedom tonight. We are starting with step two, willingness, and it is introduction night, which means anything goes. So let's get this party started and welcome my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? Not hearing you, Terry. You know what? I think I am having an issue with my mic, so I am going to I am going to log back on here and see if I can get these mics working. All right, can we hear you now, Terry? Can you hear me now, Kelly? I can hear you now. Woohoo! I fixed it. So, and I believe uh, because I did that, my beautiful co-host, I mean, our guest coach is here too. <laughs> Stephanie, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, I am so glad. I am so glad. Okay, I don't know what's going on. The website wasn't working. My mics weren't working, but we're going good now. All right, so. As I said before, tonight we are doing Step 2 Willingness, and now I'm going to welcome my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing fine. I'm just getting home, so I'm on my car phone now, but I will soon be on my regular phone. All right. Sounds good. And as I already let it out of the bag, we have the wonderful Stephanie Luares on the show with us tonight. How are you doing, Steph? Hello, hello. It's wonderful to be here. Yes, we appreciate you staying up late for us. We know it's a big deal. (laughs) Yes, it is far past my bedtime. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. So we're talking willingness tonight. So, Stephanie, start us off. Oh, wait. Actually, let's have you uh, tell the audience uh, once again, what is it that you get to do and who is it that you get to serve? All right. Well, I, again, am Stephanie Luares. I'm the owner of Heart and Soul Fitness and Wellness in Lake Havasu City, Arizona, I'm a personal trainer, nutritionist, and diabetes educator, and I serve people that want to feel better in their body, that experience chronic pain, chronic illness, other conditions that keep them from um, feeling their best. Yes, yes. She is the all-around go-to girl, and um, I have I have definitely been blessed to have her as my coach for for a while, and uh, she's motivated me to do any kind of moving that I have ever done. 
<laughs> so, okay, now, Stephanie, get us started. What does willingness mean to you? What does willingness mean to me? Um, you know, this was an interesting question when you posed it to me um, earlier in the week. And for me, the first thing that came to mind is willingness is an action. It's mm-hmm. not just this this idea that we have that I'm I'm ready to do something or I'm willing to do something. That that's an idea. There's there, there's nothing to back that up, but willingness as an action, you're, you're taking the steps to do what you want to do, to change what you want to change, to, to be who you want to be. There has to be something behind your, your work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I call it the difference between wanting to and being willing to. And they are two very different things. Because I can want to be active all day long, but until I actually do something, I'm not really willing. So I I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that definition. Terry, how about you? Yeah, I um I think I don't know, I thought we talked about this last week, but maybe not. Um Nope. I know that <laughs> I believe that <laughs> you know, that that when you're aware, which this was the first step, right? Awareness yes. brings us to the point of willingness to take action. And I think I agree completely that you can be aware and aware and aware and aware. Oh, I'm aware that if I eat sugar, I have bad dreams. I'm aware that if I am lethargic, <laughs> I don't have any energy. I'm aware, and I'm aware of these things, yet I'm not willing to change. And so I think it's really um, exactly what Stephanie said. And what you said, willingness is taking action. Absolutely. It's not passive. Absolutely. It's not passive. But awareness comes first. I mean, you know, it's that that awareness that something in your life isn't working and that you want to change it, and and uh, then you're willing to take some steps to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I know these two kind of play like the chicken and the egg for me because yeah. – I feel like you have to be willing to want to be aware and, but you also have to be aware to then see if you're willing to do something different. So they kind of, they kind of go back and forth for me, but Uh I had willingness as my word for the year a couple of times because I want to take more action. I feel like willingness really does come down to action. It's not willingness until you're at action. So, Stephanie, when you're working with all of these different uh, clients of yours, I'm sure their willingness levels to do what's necessary fluctuate. So how do you support them in staying willing? You know, 
excuse me, it really varies per per individual and what what why why they started in the first place. You know, we all have you know, like what Terry was talking about, we all have different levels of awareness. Well, sometimes that willingness comes from uncovering what what you didn't know was that motivating factor. Like, you know, so many people will come in with this kind of surface level goal. Like, I want to lose weight or I want to eat better. But that that doesn't really have a lot of oomph behind it. And so as we as we dig a little bit deeper, it's well why why do you want to do these things? What what about this goal and achieving it makes it exciting? And then we usually get down to things like, you know, I I want to keep up with my kids or my grandkids. I I want to not be exhausted when I wake up in the morning. And so those are the things that we always come back to when people feel like they're not making progress is, well, remember when you said you wanted to do this, are you able to do it better or do you see progress or pointing out those things that maybe they don't see that are those progressions toward that goal? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think we all kind of know what what we can do to help ourselves stay accountable, whether we're willing to put those into place, you know, you know, differs. But I think that, Focusing on our why definitely supports us in continuing to be willing to do something when it's not necessarily fun. You know, like as a as I grew up acting in our community theater, and the the practice process isn't nearly as fun as being on stage and and doing the play. But if you don't do all of the practice, you can't do the play, right? So you have to do all of the learning the dance moves and learning the songs and learning the blocking to be able to do the play and and stuff. But there's there's also, like, stuff that's not fun, like sitting around or, <laughs> you know, not having anything to do while everybody else is doing their part, right? But... You do it because you want to do the play, right? So, you know, thinking about, you know, someone who wants to be in better shape to play with their kids, like getting to the part where you get to play, that makes all of the stuff that you don't necessarily want to do worth it, right? And so, I mean, what is that thing that makes it worth it to to do the work that might not necessarily be the fun part? that you can get to the to the fun part. Well. I hear a lot of noise coming off. Is anybody else hearing that or is it just me? 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree with you there, Stephanie. Um, you know, focusing on the why can definitely keep us going. Yeah, and I, I think it just, you know, when we when we keep revisiting that why, it it reignites that action. You find you find the willingness to either continue on the path you're on, or try something new, or experience something in a different way to get that change that you desire. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. I um I think about myself like I talked earlier <laughs> about how Stephanie was my coach and um our goal was for me to move more and for me to exercise my knee and you know all these kinds of things. And I really I would tell myself, I would tell Stephanie, I really want to but my willingness level for some reason was just not there. And so when I got this opportunity to get a job where I would be, you know, active for a class, you know, for a half an hour class, um, I was like, okay, this is the, the thing that will take my willingness level high enough to say, yes, I will take care of myself and I will move more so that I can do this class. Now, for me, it was getting paid. But whatever it is, for you, finding that reason to, um, to make it happen, finding what will make you, your willingness level go up enough to make it happen, right? So going from that wanting to to being willing to. Yeah, and, you know, we're all motivated in different ways. Money is not a bad motivator. You know, neither is <laughs> is our kids or other other external rewards. I mean, you know, sometimes we need just that little extra push. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And I think that um, you know, with other things that I want to do, you know, like before um, you know, uh, like the last play I did, oh, I don't have first time for something like that, but I really wanted to be in that play. Oh, I find the time to be in that play, right? So when when it's something that we really, we really, really want to do, I guess, I don't know if you put more reallys than you actually do it, but um, you find the time, you're willing to make the time, you're willing to go the go to the play practices to, you know, whatever it is you need to do, right? Go to the gym or go for a walk or, you know, get the right food in the house so that you can actually cook it and make it, right? You do those things that make it more possible for you to do what it is that you really want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, yep. So has there ever been a time for you, Stephanie, where you have been faced with your willingness level not being where 
it needs to be and what you do for yourself to get it up a few notches? Mm, that's a good question. I think I think I've you know just like anybody have absolutely experienced that and you know for me it's it's getting out out of myself because I'm really mm-hmm. good at getting trapped in the hamster wheel in my mind and creating all the reasons why it's okay that I don't do this. I don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not going to make a difference, but it is going to make a difference because in the end I'm going to be disappointed because I didn't achieve whatever or work towards whatever or finish what I said I was going to do and that's problematic to me. So mm-hmm. I think part of it is getting out of those thoughts where I can talk myself out of something and mm-hmm. remind myself that, you know, it's not really as bad as I think it is. And, you know, just trying or take a break. It's okay to stop and come back to something later. You don't have to do it right now. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can be really good at justifying not doing something. <laughs> it's I'm the right there I with have. you. The challenge I have. Yeah, and so but that really is. I mean, that's um excuses. It, that's what we're talking about in our workshop this month. And, um, you know, how to get out of making excuses. And I think it does, like you were saying, it comes down to I made this commitment to myself and how do I want to feel? Do I want to feel good about keeping my commitment or do I want to, you know, feel like I let myself down because I didn't keep my commitment? I think that can definitely motivate us to, uh, to keep the commitment because we know how we want to feel. We know how uh, keeping our commitment is going to make ourselves feel. But I love also that you said, oh, and it just left my brain. I'll, it'll come back. But, um, but yeah, I think that, I think that as we um, keep our commitments to ourselves, that's definitely going to increase our ability to be more willing. I remember what you said. You said that we'll like build it up to be like more difficult or take longer or be harder than it actually is. And if we just get up and do it and uh, I, I definitely do that as well. I'm not, my husband is really good at that, but I am, (laughs) I am good at it too. Um, you know, I like build, I build it up as it's going to be this thing. And then if I just get up and do it, it's really not that bad. So I love that you brought it up, brought that up too. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's because it's something that I deal with. I, I am a person that, that just has, it, you know, has this trait of procrastination and, you know, it's, 
it's, I don't know if it's that I work better under pressure or what it is. I'm sure there's some psychological thing behind it. But, you know, <laughs> in that procrastination, it always becomes this thing that's bigger, that's bigger and bigger. And I'm like, oh, no, now, you know, it's this, I've got this huge thing to do. And then all of a sudden I finish it and I'm like, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of human nature. <laughs> Yeah. What about you, Terry? How do you how do you get your willingness to bump up a notch? Well, I think it is a, it is really important to to know your why. I think that makes a huge difference in your capacity to follow through. Um, I was talking to a group of gals on one of. Uh, the work groups that I work with and we were talking about about this whole idea of taking action because that's my word for this year is taking is action because I tend to you know not take action and so uh, we have a tool in fearless living called the life log and so I made a commitment to this group that I would uh, utilize a life log and I would look at um, you know my intention for the day and then I would look and see well you know how did I do when did I follow through when did I not follow through what was the situation and kind of try to you know do an analysis of why I'm not always taking action and I think that's really going to help me to um be more aware of when I'm taking action, when I'm not. Is it a certain time of the day? Is it, you know, are there certain circumstances? Is it certain things? You know, just to try to really analyze what it is that uh, stops me because uh, I don't know if it's procrastination or if it's just a fear of not getting done or it's making it up to be more than it is. So I thought, well, if I really take a good look at it and I use the life log as a tool, then I might be able to come to some concrete um, situations uh, when I don't follow through, when I don't take action, and then be able to remedy that, you know, by setting setting intentions that will be uh, will result in action. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. The life log is an awesome tool. It's also the tool we'll be teaching in our workshop this month. Uh, and our workshops are on the fourth Monday of the month from 5 to 7, th- no, 5.30 to 7. Let me say the right time, 5.30 to 7 Pacific. And the LifeLog is an amazing tool, and you can use it in so many different ways. And one of the things that uh, it, it if you get the actual – um, daily training manual, which is like a life log on steroids. It comes with where you break down your days into categories. And so you can really see, are you prioritizing your day, the, you know, in alignment with what you say you say is important to you. And um, you could see how much time you're spending doing uh, this and how much time you're spending doing that and how much time you're spending doing, you know, the other. And then 
you can you know you can really see what is what it, what is it that you're saying you want and what is it that you're willing to do because the things yeah. that you're willing to do you'll actually it'll show you the time will be there and what you want to do there won't be time there right because you're not actually willing to do it so you haven't really put time into it so that's a great tool i'm glad that you brought that up uh it's a great a great way to see how willing how really how willing really are you or how yeah yeah. Mm-mm. yeah yeah I love that well we've got about five minutes left I want to give you Stephanie some time to uh, let people know how they can get a hold of you and share with us if you have anything coming up that people can take advantage of well. Excuse me. You can find me just about anywhere on the different social media platforms um, under Heart and Soul Fitness and Wellness, and Soul is spelled S-O-L-E. Um, my website also heartandsoulfit.com. And coming up is I have really been having a lot of fun the last several months with our monthly crockpot freezer meal classes. And this is a time to come together either in person or virtually and get some meals put together in the freezer. You don't have to think about they're designed for smaller families. And it's just a way to really think about meal planning in a different way. And so all of that information is on my website and social media as well. Yeah, they are super fun. I have been to two. My family loves all of the They have loved all of the meals, which, and we are not a small family, okay? So, and everybody's like them. So they're, um, it's definitely uh, a fun thing to look into. Uh, My kids help me prep and, um, you know, we throw it all together, and then my husband loves the fact that um, I put it in the crock pot in the middle of the day, and by the time he gets home, dinner's already done. He doesn't have to think about it because my husband is the the cook in the family, and so he doesn't have to think about it, and um, and we all have a meal and and a good time. So definitely check that out. Uh, if you think if you have a crock pot and you think that this could be something to support you and your family, one less decision to make. Well, you get seven meals, right, Seth? All right, six, six. Okay, so you get six yeah. meals. So six times you don't have to decide. You just throw it in the in the crock pot and let it go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you, Stephanie, so much for being here with us. We totally appreciate it. Thank you. It's always good to spend time with you and Terry. Absolutely. We love it. And she has not shined as much as she could have tonight, so please go check her. She really is um, so good at what she does, and she knows so much. So please go check her out on social media and on her website. 
You will learn so much from her. And Stephanie, is your um, your newspaper article is that available on your website too? Yes, you can find links to my weekly health column there as well. Awesome. All right, go check that out, peeps. We are so excited that you were here with us tonight. We want to remind you all that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you would like to know more about Fearless Living, go check it out at fearlessliving.org. You can find Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org. And you can find out all about the workshop I talked about tonight um, called No Excuses. Um, and uh, all the other things that we do. We also have a workshop that is free called What is Fear? And it takes you through that foundational um, period of really discovering what fear is uh, and how it affects you personally and how you can take steps to start to master that fear. And that will be this Saturday from 10 to 11.30, we would love to have you there. Uh, you can find that on our website as well, as well as all of our social medias, uh, social media, social media, um, and you can find us under Fearless Generations. We are so, so glad to have you here with us each night, and this being our 10th year, we appreciate all of you who have stuck with us and listened, and all of you new lovely people as well. So thank you for coming. We will be here again next Monday. And until then, everybody, be fearless. Thank you, Stephanie. Bye-bye. Bye.